0: You're listening to Once, episode 43. Welcome back to another episode of Once Podcast, the podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Dan Flynn. And I'm Jenny. And we're happy to have you with us. Now, Jeremy couldn't be with us tonight, and we would ask that you send some thoughts and prayers out uh, (laughs) out to Jeremy, because uh, he has had a loss in his family, and so he went out for the funeral for that. So, uh, he and his family would appreciate any thoughts and prayers you can send their way. But uh, he even offered to do the podcast with us, but his internet just wasn't working out. So uh, he wasn't able to join us, but he'll be back again in a couple weeks when we're back again. So we've got some cool things to share with you today. The hiatus is rough because it's I want Once Upon a Time to come back. I want it so badly, and so do so many other people. But that doesn't stop the feedback that we're getting and the awesome theories going on in the forums. So, listeners, if you haven't checked out the website, go to oncepodcast.com and join the forums over there. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a written review in iTunes. It would be absolutely wonderful. And you can follow us on Twitter, follow our Tumblr account, and all of that, all at the website oncepodcast.com. And show notes for this episode will be at oncepodcast.com slash 44. So let's get into talking about uh, this. We've got a couple, a little bit of feedback, some news, and then at the end of the podcast, we'll have a couple minor spoilers about season two, but we'll save that for the end so you don't have to worry about being spoiled now. First, some awesome news about Once Upon a Time is Once Upon a Time is in the Teen Choice Awards. So you can check that out. We'll have a link in the show notes where you can check that out and show your support for Once Upon a Time in the Teen Choice Awards. Which that's really cool that it's in the Teen Choice Awards because it's a show that appeals to families very much, I think. Once Upon a Time also recently won an award from the Golden Remote Awards, gave Once Upon a Time the Best New Show award. So it will be, uh, it's really cool that they're getting this extra publicity.
1: I'm guessing it said who else it was competing with?
0: Yeah, well, um, not necessarily who else it was competing with, but they had a whole list of awards. But one obvious show that Once Upon a Time was competing with is Grimm.
1: Hmm, that's right.
0: <laughs> and I've I've talked to a lot of people, like especially when I went to New York recently for the conference, uh, a lot of people that I talked to and about Once Upon a Time said they'd heard about Grimm and started watching it but then thought Grimm got boring or all of this other stuff. And then when I told them about the cool things about Once Upon a Time, they were like, ooh, that sounds cool. I, I want to check that out instead. So it's really cool that uh, it's getting all of this acknowledgement and so much more, I think, to come. And as I mentioned on the website over at oncepodcast.com, there's a Maleficent movie coming out in 2014 with Angelina Jolie playing as Maleficent.
1: So just in time for season four,
0: three? That would be, <laughs> yeah, that would be season four of Once Upon a Time. Wow. We don't know how many seasons they have in mind, but they do have in mind uh Kitsis and Horowitz do have in mind when they're going to end the show, but they haven't said that to us. So now let's talk about some of the feedback that we've received in from our listeners. And if you guys want to send us anything for the podcast, we'd love to have it. Your crazy theories or interesting observations or pieces that you've put together, you can email feedback at oncepodcast.com or go to onespodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab Or just pick up a phone and dial 903-231-2221 and leave a message on our voicemail system there. So first feedback comes in from Joanna, and she made an interesting observation among many things, but I thought this observation really uh, needed to be brought out. Joanna pointed out that Regina's dresses got darker as time progressed. Do you guys notice this? She says... uh, Regina's dress got darker as time progresses, and she becomes more evil. At first, it is white when the genie first comes to her palace. Then it turns into gray, then eventually dark blue. Later, she starts wearing red, then red with a little black, then black with a little red, then uh, see-through black, then just all black.
2: Wait, they missed the purple part, you know, with that weird hat with Hansel That's and That's when Ruttel. the red
1: and black and blue combined. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, but that that's a cool observation that her color was changing, and then that does well with uh, the episode with the huntsman in it. When she said, "I find black suits me," <laughs> she <laughs> changes her whole palace to be the same color. So, thank you, Joanne, for pointing it out. Great yeah, observation. For then an
2: observation.
0: Then we also got a message here from. Where is this from, Clockwatcher? said hi podcasters i write to you today because i want to know where everyone went storybrook is a small town where everyone knows each other and although we haven't seen everybody in it i think we've all i think we've seen all of or most of the fairy tale characters who were cursed by the queen but what about king midas or Belle's father or any of the other minor magical characters we've seen on the show and uh, before we go on with their feedback, that's a great question. Now, Belle's father, we've seen, Mr. Mr. French, the guy that...
2: Got beaten yeah. with the cane.
0: <laughs> with the music that's practically crying uh, in the sound of the music. But uh, yeah, I really wonder, where is King Midas? What happened to him? He's only been in one episode
2: I think we're done with him now that we know that Abigail is her father. Probably. And we know what happened to Frederick.
1: Do you think he pretty much just came here more Frederick. as a tribute to Lost? Because they had a lot of other Lost characters come on. Um, I mean, he seemed like he had a bigger role than that. So, I don't know. Wait. For? King Midas? King Midas. Oh, I'm thinking... King George. You <laughs> yes. were thinking King
0: George. Well, we've seen King George in Storybrooke as the district attorney, but King Midas, we haven't seen.
1: Well, King Midas had a big tie-in to Frederick, and they sort of just stopped that relationship between Catherine and Frederick. So, I do think they're going to probably pick that up.
0: In some sense, I think they don't have to show every single fairy tale character we ever see in Fairytale Land, also in Storybrooke somewhere. That would be consistent... But I think a little bit unnecessary, maybe.
2: You know, I would be satisfied if they just left Catherine and Frederick's story as it is. Like I feel like, like I've seen enough of their story. I mean, um, fairy tale and story.
1: Yeah, they visited it quite a bit, and it did have this big section of season one right yeah if if they continue the characters i hope it wouldn't just continue the story from where it was but just involve them with the script
0: i think they'll probably move on to other things because the names Catherine and frederick came from that little fairy tale Catherine and frederick or frederick and Catherine. i can't remember which way that name worked on the fairy tale and some of this stuff lined up a little bit so i think that was just they were borrowing that's a hard <laughs> word um these minor fairy tale characters mm-hmm. to make minor fairy tale characters in Once Upon a Time.
2: In the chat room, Heather just said, I think that Abigail and Frederick will be Snow White and Prince Charming's allies against the Evil Queen.
0: Could very well be because, yeah, we might see that battle pick up in Fairy Tale Land. What Clockwatcher then went on to explain, I'm just going to summarize this, is. Uh, She theorized that maybe some characters were sent to other worlds, not all characters sent to our world, but some sent to maybe Oz, maybe Neverland, maybe Wonderland. I'm not too sure about that because the way the queen explained the curse is she said someplace horrible, someplace where the only happy ending would be hers. And it seems like the only way she'd be able to control that is if she's in total control. What do you think? Do you think characters were cursed to go to other worlds as well as... I mean, and, and some in other worlds or no, just I, everyone in I think in that curse
1: is over and Rumpelstiltskin has a mind of his... I mean, a mind of his own. Um, a plan of his own. I mean, his whole point still now is to finish you know, off Regina's power, take it from her, and find a son. So I don't think this this new thing is really a curse as in regina's curse i'm pretty sure that probably well, has ended
0: well yeah her curse is ended her curse was broken but uh what Clockwatcher is asking is were other characters maybe some of these minor characters or characters we might not have met yet for example ariel rapunzel uh sleeping beauty uh aurora her name Uh, have these characters maybe been cursed to go to worlds other than Storybrooke? And now that the curse is broken, I see they're still in those other worlds, though.
1: Got it. I was thinking you meant just in there. Um, So you think that would open it up, though, for each world to have its own curse to be broken? It's almost like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I,
0: (laughs) I think it gets a little complicated. It could be that maybe some characters were sent to other places, but so far... Every character we've seen has been cursed to Storybrooke. But then again, that's season one. We don't know about season two or really where that will go. Um, Then Clockwatcher concluded saying, how did us mere mortals come to hear, although distorted versions, the stories of these characters, the fairy tale characters? I don't think the writers edited Our World to be a place where no one had heard the stories before. I think even as Emma was learning the real tale, she was already familiar with them from her childhood. This is a really good point because these fairy tales we know have been around for hundreds of years. Many of them. So are they going to explain if all of the fairy tale characters we know today were actually real events in a different world and a different time. Then I think their mechanism for explaining how the fairy tale character or how the fairy tales came to be known by us is maybe throughout time, there have been other characters who came from fairy tale land and were able to tell the stories and write the books here in our world in some way.
1: That's pretty interesting. I didn't, I mean, I guess I didn't give really any thought of why. The stories existed before things happened
0: a lot of people talk about uh will we see a grim character in here the uh, character by the name of Grimm who wrote the stories and if you get it to that point i think it gets a little bit too much of stepping out of the believable realm and i've said this many times uh, i think that they need to stay within this world and not try and say oh well, grim is a character and and all of this that's i think that pulls a little bit from the other uh, the other tv show a little bit too much and we've got a live call in from benta from new orleans hi benta thank you for calling once podcast
3: thank you how you guys doing
0: great although are you missing once upon a time as much as we are
3: uh it is it is a struggle every day.
0: <laughs> we're all suffering together what's on your mind benta
3: um, I knew you guys were going. I don't know if this ever came about, but I thought you were going to do a Dr. Whale show where everything was just a theory devoted to Dr. Whale.
2: <laughs> um,
3: but I have my own Dr. Whale theory. Oh, I want to hear. Awesome. <laughs> I think Whale, meaning Whale, as he likes to whale on instruments, and he is in fact a pied piper who uh, played his instrument and brought all of the kids, who made all of the kids fight in the Ogre Wars.
1: Huh. Oh, I have not heard that one.
2: I like that.
0: That's, mm-hmm. huh, and that, you know, I never really questioned why is it that kids are being recruited into the Ogre Wars, but uh, that's a great theory to explain that. Yeah, huh. and they
1: fought willingly. <laughs> And we did see the Pied Piper on one of the dwarf mugs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, on uh Dreamy's mug there was a Pied Piper, or it looked like the Pied Piper.
1: Well Binta, I think you're the first person to ever mention that theory. I I have not heard that before and that makes it seems to make a lot of sense. I like it.
3: <laughs> well, I have a lot of time on my hands with the <laughs> I have time to think about things like that. So
0: the spelling, though the spelling of whale, um, Doctor Whale's actual name is spelled W H A L E.
3: Um, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know if that's to maybe throw people off. Um, but that's all. I, it's either that or I don't. I don't think he's Moby Dick because Moby Dick isn't really a fairy tale.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea that, yeah, certainly could be throwing us off because uh, there have been other things that also have been a bit of a stretch, the way they've named things like uh, Cinderella to Ashley is uh, Cinder, well, Cinderella's name actually comes from Cinder, and then Ashley with the word Ash in it. That's an example that I was thinking of, and others are different (laughs) languages. I don't think
2: I ever, like, realized that, Ashley and Ash (laughs) and Cinder, (laughs)
0: So that's that's a great theory. Do you Clever. is there anything else though about Doctor Whale that you've seen that makes you think this?
3: Um, well, the blue fairy actually went over to him to look like he because he was having a very hard time. If he was bad, I don't think she would have went over to him because she, remember she immediately snapped, snapped at Regina. Um, when she got her memories back. So I don't think she would have, went, would have went over there to console him. Now, not necessarily. You've seen the different things that on the show that they don't have, portray characters the way you think. So maybe the Pied Piper wasn't a bad guy. Maybe he got forced into it or something. I don't know. Hmm.
0: That's a great theory. I really like that. And uh, you think we'll find that out in season two or you think um, later on?
3: Hopefully they don't drag it out. I uh, just really think that I really hope that maybe within the first couple of episodes we find out who Doctor Will is. I don't want to wait till the end of season two to find out.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much for calling that in, Benta.
3: Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Binta. you, Benta. You guys have a great podcast and very interesting and very informative. So keep it going.
2: Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.
0: That's that's really original. I like theory. it
1: because. I didn't like the other ones that we came up with like the fact that he could have been you know the whale from Moby Dick or not the whale itself but um, Nemo and uh, I don't know I, I the pipe, the pipe Piper really seems like he's got to be a character um, the kids that like that girl that to- uh, spoke with Bay um, seem to understand the wars more than other children so I thought maybe she's just more mature but it seemed like she had nothing wrong against it. She knew it was bad. But yeah, it makes a lot of sense if they were brainwashed in a way by by uh, the Pied Piper to uh, to participate in it.
0: I thought for a while maybe Pied Piper would be Rumpelstiltskin because he seems to be a bad person in all of the tales. Uh, but yeah, if Dr. Whale is Pied Piper, that could be really interesting. As long as we're on the topic of Dr. Whale... Jada30 had sent us a theory, and this is along the lines of Dr. Whale is uh, a whale, but I think this presents a really good explanation for how that could possibly make sense with his being a whale, and opens up uh, the door for even other possibilities. Hey Daniel, this is Nathan, aka Jada30 from Team Jada's Live, loving your Once Upon a Time podcast, loving the show. Uh, you keep going on about every once in a while you'll hear uh, speculation about Dr. Whale and I just kind of got this interesting idea. What if Dr.
3: Whale is the Whale from Pinocchio,
0: but what if he is more evil and more villainous than the original tale suggests? What if he is some kind of a, a mastermind or a shapeshifter or a wizard or something cruel and evil like that uh almost uh, like a, a male version perhaps of maleficent in some form hmm. just a thought something to speculate over have a great one and keep up the good work
2: that's a cool theory as well like he can turn into a wh- he's in big trouble if he's not over water though <laughs> <When he turns laughs> into a whale what does he do like jump off of a huge cliff over the water and then change
1: swan dive
2: <laughs> swan dive
1: See, I do think that one of the characters we have met, which Dr. Whale would fit this the best, is secretly someone so powerful, although I think Regina would do something about that more so in Storybrooke when she was controlling people, but someone very powerful where, we're, I don't know if we'll see it in season two or not, basically where um, I, I still think Regina and Rumpel, they'll actually have to band together at some point to fight off a greater mm-hmm. evil.
0: The, the one thing, though, I think about uh, Dr. Whale probably isn't a more evil person is notice that Regina has particular allies in Storybrooke, people that have helped her in some way or that she has used for her own good, uh, because there's been Sheriff Graham was the huntsman whom she ripped the heart out of. Uh, the district attorney was King George, and King George helped her by trying to prevent james and snow from marrying each other and uh then there was there was one other person i was oh sydney glass um being the magic mirror and the genie and all of that and helping her kill king leopold so these people have positions of power in storybrook and dr whale is in storybrook an ally to regina so i think he must be a bad guy or someone who helped regina in some way because of his position and uh trust with regina
3: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah he didn't flee the presence of regina when he found out who he was
0: well no one really did
1: no but i mean someone i forget who it was mentioned that he did look very distraught about his past and then he seemed to embrace it at least in my opinion he seemed to embrace it very quickly so like oh this is who i was oh wait but this is who i am so i yeah i do think he's gonna be quite evil i think we're gonna have a much the fact that we already know some characters i think the character development is gonna go a lot deeper possibly in season two especially seeing that they already have that first season down they have their fans and everything so they can really adapt and uh dive into it a whole lot more
0: yeah great points Obi's girl sent in an email to us uh, with several great observations here. She says, Hey Daniel and One's podcast crew. So I was re-listening to older podcast episodes today and got down to episode two. By the way, I've heard from several people who have re-listened to past episodes and they've said that it's really cool to see uh, things that we got right and things we got wrong (laughs) as we went along. And it would be it'd be interesting to maybe if someone wanted to make a spreadsheet tracking that this was Daniel's theory, this was Dan's, this was Jeremy's, this proved right, this was wrong, this was terribly wrong. <laughs> be like sweet that be if
1: one of you guys did that. Yeah. Because I want to know if I was more right than Daniel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll be awarded points at the end. Um, so, uh, got down to episode two, The Thing You Love Most. I know a lot of us once speculated after the final scene if Gold remembered... And if so, since when? Let me remind you of this. This was in the second episode of Once Upon a Time when Mr. Gold went to see Regina and she was talking about the Emma problem and Mr. Gold said, please, for the first time. Hmm. And he was being really cryptic with mm-hmm. Regina. So that's the scene that Obie's girl is talking about. We
2: have got to do a rewatch.
0: I, I've got something yet to say about that in a little bit. Uh, before the finale... Eddie Kitsis and or, uh, Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz gave a little interview on Facebook. One of the questions posed to them was when did Mr. Gold remember? They answered that Mr. Gold remembered when he met Emma in the pilot at Granny's Bed and Breakfast when, you know, he, well, yeah, that describes it. But there's a problem with that. I know they're the writers, and generally what they say is final word, but I've always believed that Mr. Gold always remembered, which contradicts what Adam and Eddie have said. Because if Gold only remembered in the pilot, how did he know specifically to get Henry for Regina? Remember, Regina adopted Henry ten years before the pilot. Hmm. Great point here. And then Obie's girl goes on with a great theory of this. The one thing I can think of is that Mr. Gold had an inkling, he may not have been totally aware of his fairy tale past, but he was still drawn to choosing Henry for Emma, or for Regina. But what if Adam and Eddie said the truth? Then why didn't Gold pick a different child for Regina to adopt instead of Henry? Would we even still have the pilot? Kind of doubtful. Besides Henry, Emma would not have felt a connection or have a reason to come to Storybrooke. But what about her parents? I don't think it would have occurred to Emma either that they were trapped by a curse in this small town in Maine. Likewise, it wouldn't have occurred to Mary Margaret that she had a daughter out there. And we all know the condition David was in during the second half of the pilot. August abandoned Emma when she was a baby. baby. <laughs> so,
2: bye bye.
0: <laughs> so he wasn't <laughs> sure... <laughs> So he sure wasn't going to help prepare her for breaking the curse when she needed to. Those are my thoughts, Irby's girl.
2: Good thoughts, Irby's I, girl. Yeah, I think
0: that idea of that like instinct, maybe that's something that he built into the curse, is that he would have some way of drawing Emma in, or, or maybe, I don't know. In the forums, I've been theorizing with a couple people that Maybe this idea that Rumpelstiltskin can see the future isn't true. Maybe it's just people's perspective. Because if, if I was planning out a whole scenario and moving things around without your knowledge, and then I tell you something's going to happen, and it happens, then wouldn't you think I can see the future?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When really, I can't, I just know where things are going because I've pushed them to go in those directions. So I'm wondering if that statement about Rumpelstiltskin is just a perspective statement, not an actual truth. When Snow had said to James in the pilot episode, before they went to talk to Rumpelstiltskin, when they said he sees the future, maybe that was just a statement of perspective, not actual truth.
2: I think he can see the future because he knew that they were going to have a daughter
0: yeah, that's true.
1: Or did he cause them to have a daughter? Because he did put some magic
0: in on the curse. Maybe maybe he's just been around enough pregnant women to be able to tell who's going to have a boy, who's going to have a girl. Girl or boy. <laughs> he has x-ray vision.
2: <laughs> well, if he can't tell the future, then he's extremely intuitive.
1: I mean, the whole thing with the curse, he knew pretty much exactly where it was. Uh, even Belle at the end said... You know, do I know you? He said, like, "No, but you will." I mean, it just so many times he would say things that came true, and that he knew. I think it's more than just intuition. It's it's. I think he does have a knowledge of the future. Um, but whatever he got in storybook, because there wasn't any magic, it was just something acquired beforehand.
0: Yeah. yeah, true. Some kind of backdoor of something that he left for himself in the in writing the curse.
2: You know what makes I'm wondering, why did the Dark One, like why why does the Dark One seem so much different, the you know the the one that we saw before Rumble stiltskin Why does he seem so different than Rumble stiltskin Was it because he was being ruled and he couldn't use his power as you know, uh, as much as Rumble stiltskin.
0: Maybe. Maybe he's been the Dark One for hundreds of years and learned how to control it. I mean, there have obviously been ways that we've seen the original Dark One, from our perspective, the original Dark One, control his power in that he could look like a normal person. Oh,
2: I'm not talking about that. I'm thinking maybe Dark One, maybe, maybe like individuals bring their own kind of power oh. to being the Dark One.
0: I think so. I think so. I think you have a really good point there. That yeah. because
2: he can hide that he's the Dark One, but Rumble Stiltskin can't, and Rumble Stiltskin like it seems like well we didn't really know the Dark One that well. I mean we we saw him do that thing with his hand, mm-hmm. but we didn't really get to know his powers.
0: Right?
1: Do you think we'll ever go so far back that it's before sweet so previous Dark
0: Ones? I, like I they, don't think so. Hmm. Unless they want to show like the origin of the Dark One power. That could yeah, be. That, that could, could be, be
2: interesting. interesting.
0: We've got a live call in from Rose. Rose, thank you for calling Once Podcast.
3: Thank you for letting me call. <laughs> Hi
0: Rose. <laughs> so, what's on your mind?
3: Um, I was thinking about the whole Ariel thing and the evil villain from that fairy tale, Ursula. I think that's also going to be portrayed by Rumpel, mainly because of the whole magic comes with a cost, or at a price, huh. and Ursula made Ariel kind of give up something in return for what she gave
2: her. That would be a huge difference in gender, but I like that because, you know, Ursula in, in like, the Disney fair tale version, she did, you know, charge a price, so I can see where, it, where you're coming from there. It's just, Rumpel's a man.
0: That is not what <laughs> I expected true. you to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool theory. That makes sense, though.
3: When I thought of it, all I could hear was Rumple in my head. All magic comes with a price. Hmm.
0: <laughs> wow. You know, here's a little bit of support for that. At the end of the episode, Skin Deep, Regina came to Rumple, and she said that she's uh, curious about the whereabouts of a particular uh, mermaid. Hmm. Why would Stiltskin know the whereabouts of... That mermaid. If it's Ariel, why would Rumplestiltskin know that? <sighs> if he is Ursula, then of course he knows.
2: That just sounds crazy. If he's <laughs> Ursula. <laughs> that's, such, like, that's, that's very much an out-of-the-box kind of theory. I kind of like it.
1: I'd have so- <laughs>
2: it's out it, of the gender box. Interesting.
1: It'd be actually really funny if it's true, because <laughs> this isn't a spoiler, because the cast hasn't seen the script yet. Right. But um, I was watching an interview... And, um,
2: wait, this is how spoilers in it does it?
1: No,
0: I I know what he's going to say.
2: Okay.
1: So Regina, um, was mentioning like what type of, what would be her favorite character if she could pick a character to play? And she said, Ursula. So if she actually wants to play Ursula, um, that would be pretty interesting. She just said basically that she thinks she's so fun. I think was what she said. Um, <laughs> so that would be really funny if they get the script. And she's like, what? You are Ursula? <laughs>
2: hey, what if... Breaking the song and dance. <laughs> what if Rumble Stillskin kind of enlists Re- Regina's help to become Ursula? Like, what if he's Ursula, but he sort of hires Regina to be Ursula for him?
0: Hmm. Like puppet master kind of thing? I don't know. Huh. Well, Rose, that is another crazy theory that's getting our heads spinning like, like crazy it. here.
2: I like it.
0: <laughs> I just think of that scene from the Disney movie, The Little Mermaid, where uh, Ursula takes the little slugs or sea snails or something and then squeezes them and uses them for lipstick. Yeah. And I'm trying to imagine and- seeing <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> doing He'd that. he
1: make the snail and he stepped on it with his boot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he picks it up and I think rubs it off.
3: Obviously, change it, you know, for the male aspect of it. But essentially, yeah, he would be equivalent. Wow. Yeah,
2: well, I I could see that happening because I mean we've already seen him as the beast, and mm-hmm. that's a crossover from like fairy tales. I like oh. that theory. It's a cool one. I'm going to be thinking about that.
0: It's
1: definitely original.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Rose, thank you so much for calling in.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Rose. Rose.
0: Wow, we're getting some real head-spinning theories today. This Uh, is
1: what happens when they give us a whole summer of nothing. (laughs) come up with with theories like this. Dr.
2: Whales, the Pied Piper, and Rubble Stilson could be Ursula.
0: These are good theories, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's. See, that's Ursula's awesome. purple.
1: I, I, that would just be hilarious. I'd like purple. to see their first reaction hey. when they get the script.
2: If s- Regina was Ursula, purple, like she's had a lot of right. purple. Like her yeah. smoke is purple. She's black, and Ursula wears like black clothes, octopusy clothes.
0: True. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I could see either one of them being Ursula. But what if they were like. Both Ursula, like they both like became this one being and it was (laughs) Ursula.
0: I don't know. That might be a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, it would be. Split personalities. It's
2: like Rumpelstiltskin would be perfect for that part if he were a woman. And Regina, she's also would be like perfect for that part. But you just can't get Rumpelstiltskin out of your head.
0: (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of the evil queen... Uh, entertainment online or was this entertainment weekly somebody (laughs) eonline.com has an article and this is not uh, containing spoilers but this is conjecture from lana paria who plays evil queen regina and she had some ideas and pointed out some things about once upon a time that uh, are some good things and uh we'll have a link to this in the show notes at slash 83 one of the things that she says in this is that uh she asked can characters leave or someone asked her can characters leave storybook are they going back to fairy tale land and what about the angry fairy tale mobs that have it out for regina and she answered What I foresee happening is somehow Fairytale Land is going to surface in Storybrooke because, you know, it's buried underneath. Interesting that she Mm -hmm. thinks that. But I could be totally wrong. (laughs) Lana speculates. So it's really cool. And many of the cast are often surprised by the things that happen because the writers keep certain things a secret. And yet they have told cast members certain things. Like um, Megan Orrery, who plays Ruby, knew from the beginning, I think from the beginning or almost beginning, that she was the big bad wolf. Oh. She oh, really? knew that. And actually watching some of the past episodes, there are hints to it, which when I talk about this rewatch thing, we might get to See, talk about more of this.
1: Now Rumpel being Ursula makes a lot of sense because we never expected Ruby to be the big bad wolf. No. Right. and they twist it that much. I mean,
2: that would be usually twisted, like like gender, like, uh, that's big.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, he just has to be the one who recruits Ursula and gets her to sign the deal. He doesn't have to be like, I mean, recruits Ariel. He doesn't have to be like, I'm Ursula, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's yeah, that's he's true. He can just be Rumpelstiltskin and just got passed along in the story as it being someone different, if you uh. want to
0: try to make all this real.
2: <laughs> kind of like him being the beast? Yeah.
0: yeah. His being like you beast. had mentioned earlier where the beast was metaphor of he's a terrible he's, person. Yeah. He's a beast.
2: He's a beast. Which
0: they did that really well, I think. And uh that probably causes a lot of people to cry as they think about Belle and the Beast mm. and all of the Rum Bell fans out there or Rump Bell fans. <laughs> I see them spell it differently. Well, I've mentioned this rewatch thing, and let me share with you what we've got in mind. I've asked ABC for permission to live stream episodes of Once Upon a Time so we can have a live chat room. Unfortunately, they've said no, Hmm. but I just, I I don't want people to suggest this and think that we could do it. We can't legally do that, but there are two ways that you can get Once Upon a Time season one right now. One is Purchase Once Upon a Time through iTunes. Uh, You can download each of the episodes in 720p, uh, high definition, from iTunes. You can get the whole season pass. It costs, I think, $35, something like that, to download each of the episodes uh, or the entire season so far. So that's a way you can get the entire season now. No extras with that, and there never will be extras. That's just the episodes. The other way that you can do it is sign up for hulu plus hulu has all 22 episodes on hulu plus that you can watch of once upon a time and hulu plus costs about ten dollars a month and you can even get your first week or two i think it is for free so what we'd love for you to do is we're going to schedule this and we'll announce this in the uh, podcast website over at oncepodcast.com and in the forums we'll announce when we'll do this that if you haven't already DVR'd once upon a time and have it recorded for yourself or downloaded from iTunes or whatever, that we're going to do this scheduled rewatch. And we would encourage you to sign up for Hulu Plus if you want to be able to rewatch it. And also, they're telling me in the chat room that Amazon does have it on there as well. Mm-hmm. So, we'll have some affiliate links to these things in the show notes over at onespodcast.com slash forty three. And if you want to join Hulu Plus, then go to onespodcast.com slash Hulu. That's H-U-L-U. And that will be our affiliate link there, and we'll get a small income from that. So watch for the announcement on the website and the forums and Twitter and all over the place when we schedule these things. So to give you an idea, it would just be like when the episode airs for real that we'll have a chat room. You're welcome to watch it with us. But it would be some scheduled time where as many as who want to can get together, watch it, and we can chat about the episode we've already seen as we're rewatching it together. And it can—I think it'll be a lot of fun.
2: That would be fun.
0: Yeah. So uh, check that out. We'll have more information on the website soon. Anything else? Uh, either of you guys wanted to share non-spoiler information? Wanted to share or theorize about uh, Once Upon a Time before we move on to a couple spoilers?
2: I'm excited. I really want to do the rewatch. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. We've been looking forward to it because certain things like now your curiosity is probably peaked about what are these hints about Ruby being Big Bad Wolf and certain other things that I think we'll only notice now that we've seen the entire season. It'll be really fun. And we'll, we'll do this before the show comes back in September or so. Uh, the tweet from Adam Horowitz said probably September. So that's what we're looking forward to.
1: Still, that's all we have, nothing else.
0: Even when I talked to ABC today, they said some things about when the show comes back, but they couldn't give me a definite date. And they said Mm -hmm. they just don't have that date yet of when, once upon a time, definitely will come back. But uh, when we know that date, we'll let you know. And filming does start in just a couple weeks in uh, Canada again. So what we're going to do is wrap up the show now, but we're going to have some spoilers after the episode. Some very minor spoilers. I know that not everyone likes hearing spoilers, but uh, so that's why we're going to move it to the end of the episode after we go ahead and close out the episode. I'm going to And Jenny's not going to stick
1: around. You know, typically I hate spoilers, but this time I'm begging for information. So,
0: um, (laughs) yeah. yeah.
2: I I don't want it to be ruined. I want to be completely surprised.
0: Listeners, we would love to have your feedback and theories for future episodes. And we are uh, trying very hard to secure some interviews. So uh, watch forums and the website for announcements when we get to do those. I just ran into a major roadblock with that, but trying to work it out. And please join us when we record the podcast live. Now here's the new summer schedule, bi effective today. So the next podcast will be on July 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus 4 over at OnesPodcast.com slash live. We've got a bunch of people in the chat room right now, and it's really great to see so many people there chatting with us as we're talking And so we hope that you will join us again. Next live episode is July 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And we'll be bi-weekly at that same time until the TV show returns in maybe September. But you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash once podcast. And you can follow each of us on Twitter as well. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and you can follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle.
1: And I'm Dan Flynn. You can follow me at twitter.com slash
0: Design.
2: And I'm Jenny. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny's Nook.
0: You can also follow Jeremy Laughlin on twitter.com slash And for all of the ones podcast crew, we wish you a happy ever after. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Once Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts over at noodle.mx. If you'd like to sponsor an episode of Once Podcast, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. Thanks for sticking around for our little spoilers segment here. I know you're probably going to hear this and say, that's not a spoiler, really. But according to our definition of spoiler, which is essentially anything absolutely known about a future episode, that's a spoiler. Uh, so this information is minor spoilers, but some cool news items to talk about. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers, turn away now, run away. But you probably heard these already. Okay, two casting things. Megan Ori, who plays the big bad wolf, Ruby, and Emily Duravin, who plays Belle, have both been recast as regular characters for Once Upon a Time. So what do you think about that? If uh, Ruby, we've already seen in a lot of episodes. She even got her own feature episode. But now she's being cast as a series regular.
1: I think it's good because she's a big bad wolf, so she fights and there's action scenes that come along with that. So I'm I'm really hoping there's going to be a lot more battle going on and not just figuring out characters, but more action. Um, I mean, not all the time. I want the story development, but uh, I think that might allude to the fact that she could possibly bring in a lot more action scenes than typical.
0: I think, uh, yeah, for Fairy Tale Land, we'll probably see her as a crucial part of this battle to take back the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And... Because they use her a lot in fairy Tale Land, I would assume that means they'll use her a lot in Storybrooke as well. So she could become a major force, hopefully for good, in Storybrooke. And I think it would be for good.
1: she be the Night Watcher. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then Emily... She always
1: gets third shift.
0: Emily de Raven, or Belle, is coming back as a series regular. Mm-hmm. Again, by regular, they mean to the level of Jennifer Goodwin... Jennifer Morrison, Josh Dallas, all of them in their major roles as uh, Snow White, um, Mary Margaret, Emma, and David, respectively. So what we've seen in the end of the finale, Belle got back to Rumpelstiltskin, and she remembered. And she said, I love you. And he said, there will be time for that. There will be time for everything. So what kind of stuff are we going to see then in season two?
1: I'd like to say that Rumple has some good at him left, but I do think he is so caught up with this Bay, you know, his son that he is going to be quite evil, um, be portrayed as a very evil character, very manipulative. Um, and Belle loving him so much. I don't think she's going to convert him like we've seen in the past necessarily, maybe not to the very end of the final, final season. Um, but I'm thinking that she's going to go along with him because she loves him and, because she doesn't want to lose him actually become like adopt some of that, that evilness type. Mm. I don't know. And that way we have the two of them, both those characters playing very strong opposite roles, opposite sides. Uh, so, you know, one's for good, one's, you know, for evil. It's hard to cross. Like silkson has a very gray line of evil. Um, Not that Belle's going to be a bad character in herself, But I think she's going to be a very strong character to continue Rumpel's,
0: you know, what you
1: may call evil plans.
0: I think a lot of people would be really upset if they see her turn Oh, I
1: know they would, but that's just what I want. But then again,
0: like, uh, I can't remember who it was who called in. Maybe it was Fortuna or someone else who had called in at the finale and said, I don't care that Rumpelstiltskin's bad again. I'm just so happy to see Belle and (laughs) Stiltskin together. Those kinds of people probably won't care if Belle turns evil i mean regina is
1: just evil mm-hmm. and Belle though has that character that people like and it's interesting when writers start making evil look good so being on that gray line i mean sometimes you root for rumple sometimes you're like how could he do that um i think it would give her a I mean how else can she really have that strong character unless she just goes with rumple all the way So either he's going to turn good or he's going to continue in his ways and she's just going to assist
0: him and be along there. Maybe she'll be a spy. If there's a war against Stiltskin, maybe she'll pretend to be going alone with him, but actually secretly feeding information to the resistance, which I would assume would be led by Emma. I don't think she would. Because, I don't
1: know. I think she and Rumpel are you know, made to live happily ever after being beauty and the beast type characters based upon, um, and despite things having different stories and different originalities, they seem to end similarly. It seems, I don't know. I I tend to take that. Um, I don't know. I'd like to hear what listeners think as far Mm -hmm. as that, but I could see her going
0: in a more strong, cool evil way (laughs) in our chat room several have already basically said bell can't turn to evil
1: oh you guys would like it (laughs)
0: Uh, a couple other spoilers um, minor things is we've heard that there are some characters we're going to get to see but one of the things is that season two we've talked about this a little bit of where is season two going to pick up and we've thought it would be cool. And a couple listeners have sent an email as well saying it would be cool if we pick up several years from now and we see a world devastated by this war with magic. But that's not what the writers have said we're going to see. I hope not. Heroes 2 did that. And
1: then they just went
0: downhill. <laughs> and then they didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, Don't uh,
1: show us something and then have it not happen. Yeah. Just be not as cool.
0: The writers have said that season two is going to pick up right where season one left off. So we're going to see right away what's on the other side of the purple smoke. Hmm. And I think that'll be really cool.
1: Regina, um, Lana Priya, also I call everyone by their names now in Storybrooke. Um, She, I think, said that pretty much it's been confirmed that everyone's going to remember their characters. They're not going to forget again. So, yeah, it makes sense to pick right up. And I mean, I don't know everyone's going to be having magic or have some type of form of magic or be in a magical world probably. And to have those instant memories, I think there's going to almost think what a quick battle and then separate their ways and people are going to be dispersed. And there's going to be a bunch of, instead of story broken fairytale land, it will be a bunch of individual stories of resistance or so. I don't, I'm not really sure, but it just, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. We are really close to a lot of spoilers being released because we're recording this on june 27th and our next episode will be on july 11th a live episode so uh and filming starts on july 16th i believe as uh, when they said that filming starts but it's middle of july yeah july 16th is a monday and filming for season two starts then so the closer we get to that date the more spoilers we're going to start seeing and then especially the closer we get to september but september so far away but uh, so watch out for those spoilers and please feel free to discuss them in the appropriate sections of the ones podcast forums and we've already got some people there sharing some spoiler things that they think they see or suspicions and such so please make sure that you use that spoiler tag or post it in the spoilers section over at onespodcast.com slash forums Anything else, Dan, that you heard? No, rumors or?
1: I haven't really heard much. I mean, they're not really, really great spoilers. It's sort of just people's opinions and what they're guessing. Some of the obvious, like, oh, here, like one of the spoilers I found online was, we're going to learn more about Emma's background. And that's not much of a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's going to be in the story no matter what. So it's very hush-hush right now.
0: Yeah. It's, we know more about the next iPhone we know about (laughs) once upon a time yeah
1: that sounds about right
0: yeah so we really appreciate your sticking around to hear these spoilers and uh, so check us out over on the website get the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 43 and follow us on twitter and all of that that we said we'd love to hear your feedback call in to 903-231-2221 or email feedback at oncepodcast.com or go to the website oncepodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab and record that message right from your computer. So thank you very much for sticking around. And for Jenny and Jeremy and Dan, thank you for listening.